that's a home for you yeah home is where you can walk around in pajamas without feeling unsafe or judged or viewed or vilified home is mostly felt when shared with people you love and people you trust and you feel supported by because that's what makes you feel safe and when you safe among people among a place and then you're home for sure there's a feeling of safety that i think it's it needs to be the foundation what makes a home i mean it is definitely about people of course i guess for me a home it's a place where i can feel um feel safe to be myself at my best and at my worst to me home is a synonym to community Welcome home. I am Morgan Oleron and you're listening to season 3 of The Humans Inside the Pods, a podcast exploring the power of community one conversation at a time. On here we talk about challenges and growth with the people who choose to live with others and share the place they call home. If you're interested in the topic, you might like my book. It's called Have Your Cake and Share It Too, and it's a personal story about the world I grew up in, a world I stepped into, and a world I dream of. or the impact community living had on me. But back to the episode. We had a great time recording it. We sure hope you enjoy it. If you do, never hesitate to let us know through a review, a share, or a message. It takes a second, but it means a lot. Thank you so much Denisa for uh joining me today for taking the time and showing interest in the podcast. So it's really exciting to Uh, have people who are eager to to talk about community and co-living and and share their vision and, and their story. Um, I I always start with the same question because I feel like it's really hard to introduce people only based on what I've read. Uh, so if you want to introduce yourself in the way that you want to, uh, that'll be great. Okay. Um, so my name is Denisa. I'm thirty three now. and i was um, a typical employee of one startup uh before the pandemic started and then during the pandemic i become uh kind of like a remote worker and then i become a digital nomad because i like this uh, lifestyle a lot so i decided that uh, i'm not gonna live the the life that i had before in prague so Now I'm uh, officially working as a UX designer for one uh, crypto startup and I'm working in a like fully remote team so I can basically work from everywhere. Now we've already um offline I mean online but off podcast we've already touched upon a few few topics that I think we we want to talk about today but Uh, before we dive into that do you want to i think it's interesting that you've you've made the, the difference between remote workers and digital nomads um because i think maybe there's a bit of a misunderstanding of people tend to like kind of associate these people as the same group do you want to maybe tell us a bit about how you've experienced the difference between those two well the biggest difference was that um i originally I originally was uh, looking for some co-work because I just wanted to stay 
uh, close to the ocean a little bit longer. And then I found out that there is such a thing as a co-living. So I plan to go to co-living for three weeks. Uh, it was uh, 2020 in autumn before the big lockdown happened. And I was a remote worker because our office was closed. Uh, so I spoke to my boss that I would like to work from Spain for three weeks. And he said, yeah, no problem. And after, uh, I think after even one week, I, I was just thinking, oh my God, this is too good to be true. So <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot just leave in two weeks. Um, so I spoke to my boss again that uh, there is like a big lockdown coming and that I would uh, maybe like to extend it a little bit more and there will be another lockdown after Christmas so maybe if I could extend it till May next year <laughs> and he was and he was yeah of course well makes sense because uh, our office will not be open for at least another half a year yeah so you can like stay there uh, like another half a month and I have to make a quick decision because I still had an apartment in Prague so I didn't want to pay double rent uh, so I, I just called the boss then I called the, the apartment owner that I, in two months I will want to leave the apartment um, yeah so it was a quick decision but then I knew that uh, they will want me to go back to the office we still didn't know if it's going to be like hybrid uh, mm work or if it's going to be like Monday till Friday again. Uh, so I knew that I will probably want to change the company. Uh, at the end, they also offered me like more money and like a remote contract, but I didn't want to be the only one in, in the company that has this uh, kind of contract. I also was like my colleagues they sometimes had this notes like how is it you know on the beach you are surfing all day and you know and i just didn't want to listen to these comments because they were like uh, living in prague with their families you know like monday friday just this kind of uh, yeah. normal lifestyle so i was thinking it would be nice to like work in a remote company with uh, international like colleagues uh speaking english every day yeah. and don't don't feel guilty that i'm not in the office that was the main problem that i felt that i was kind of like uh, i felt kind of guilty that i'm not in prague and that i'm like in cool place and everyone knows that and they are kind of maybe jealous <laughs> i don't know i just didn't yeah. want to feel like this yeah no i understand that i think there's a lot of um it sounds patronizing to say that, but maybe a lot of education to be done around around remote work or digital nomads. Because I mean, of course, it's amazing that you can be in beautiful places like we both are right now. Um, but it's not just that, right? It's uh, we're also working a lot inside. I mean, I'm not on top of a mountain right now. You're not on the beach right now. Uh, so yeah, it's very interesting what you're talking about the guilt of having a different working style and and so even if you are in a company that would agree to let you kind of like live your life uh if if it's not the mindset of the company it's uh it's it can be difficult that's very interesting yeah so 
they are like um, it's so similar, you know, to be remote worker and digital nomads. I just uh, feel like with digital nomad uh, thing, there is more like this kind of uh, a picture when you are with the notebook on a beach. Meanwhile, remote worker is kind of maybe someone who is employee and who just for now is not in in the office yeah that's how I kind of feel the difference so yeah I agree yeah yeah I think remote worker is someone who is kind of like allowed by their employee uh, employer to to be somewhere else for a given period of time uh but there's this idea of always having to come back somehow uh, a bit more structure and more rules whereas a digital nomad feels extremely free can go I mean I'm with someone here who's been a nomad for three years right so just going on and on and on so yeah I guess that that would be the main difference um, not not to go too much into like a super boring details but like when you ask your your boss about like uh, staying abroad for a while like in terms of that's also always something that people ask is like were there any issues in terms of like insurance and taxes, like our company kind of prone to, to say yes or? Yeah, they just, they just had uh, one small issue with what if I had an injury during mm. my work time, which was like, okay, well, I can't imagine what would happen. I would maybe fell off the chair or <laughs> I don't know. And, and I just, told them like yeah well if I will have an injury during my work work time I will just not report it as an injury during my work time mm -hmm. and with the taxes I think there is this uh, thing if you're European Union citizen that you if you will stay in one place more than three months you should uh, be a tax resident but I actually, I, I just didn't care about this much. I stayed, because of lockdown, I stayed uh, at uh, Tenerife for like more than five months in a row yeah. without leaving the island. And just like, I didn't care. Yeah, I mean, I think COVID has made a lot of like special situation where people were stuck, you know, anyway. So, yeah. 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 Um, all right. So. How many co-living have you experienced since your first uh, your first one in 2020? Um, the official co-livings were uh, five. Ooh. The true co-livings were three of them. The others were kind of um, kind of this new uh, kind of fake co-livings. I don't know how to how to describe it. When they just give you a table and a bed and that's it. Um, and then if you want to make some, uh, I don't know, community event, some barbecue or some Skillshare, you have to be the one who will organize it. All right. Super interesting. Okay. So, so what you mean official co-living is that the name, the name co-living and then the true ones are the ones where the community was real and the others are, um, yeah, it's not like there's <laughs> there is this big difference now what uh, co-living means. So for for me, it means that you are in a house with at least I don't know seven or 
seven till 20 people, you are sharing uh, everyday life, you're working together, you're living together, you are cooking, eating together. So that's the, that's the community that is attached to it. Now, for example, I'm in Fuerteventura in, uh, in a place, can I, can I mention the name? Yeah, of course. I mean, if you're, comfort <laughs> if you're comfortable with it, I'm, 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 comfortable. Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable. So this place is called uh, Konomat and it's mm -hmm. basically, and I'm, I'm kind of disappointed because I had some expectations. Uh, it's called co-living, co-working, mm -hmm. but it's, it's not co-living at all. We are basically just uh, living in a small apartments in a hotel complex next mm -hmm. to the, next to the tourists that are you know, having a great time, they are on holiday, they are kind of like noisy, <laughs> which we cannot blame them because they're on holiday. But, um, and there is also like a rooftop bar where there's like a DJ five days a week. So it's really not a good place to stay when you are working from Monday mm. to Friday. And also there's no co-living because every digital nomad is living like alone in their small apartment. The co-work here uh, doesn't have a place where you could have a call. So most of the people are staying in their apartments. So instead of co-living, it's more like isolation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and there's wow. basically like no place where we could, I don't know, share the food, where we could cook together. So we have to go out to a restaurant to meet other people. And it's, it, this is, for me, this is kind of like a fraud. I would say because mm -hmm. like this is really not what co-living means. Yeah, that's super interesting because I really think there is a a problem there. Huh? Is that this overuse of the term co-living and you can put whatever you want in it. And sometimes it's hard to know if people are just being like okay sounds tough but like ignorant and they just say okay co-living because we have more people in there so co-living or if they're actually abusing the word and knowing very well that they're not delivering but just want to use the, the marketing and attract uh another kind of people right so do, is there any way for you as a, as a user as a resident to to, to feedback yeah, um, um, I actually sent the feedback today to to one of the manager, and I will put the feedback also on um, on the Google Maps because when I I'm always checking the place, I'm always reading like the the reviews, and it looks really nice from the marketing perspective. Mm -hmm. They have really nice pictures, but I noticed that there are no pictures of like the people having food together there mm. were no like pictures of rooms or anything so i didn't expect it much but i was still surprised that this is just a hotel for tourists yeah. i really thought that one part one building will be for digital nomads only yeah so. this dedicated yeah and to not have at least a place where you guys can eat together when we know how important it is to eat together to create community exactly. it. yeah so yeah. yeah, so after two years, I experienced like the co-livings, which I really love and um, I will go back and I have like a lot of friendships um, made there and a lot of like good friends. Mm -hmm. And then this on the other side, this contrast of these places that are just, you know, uh, kind of fake co-livings, which I will never come back and I will mm -hmm. not recommend it to anyone. 
Yeah. So I'm still kind of learning how to uh, recognize the place. But for example, in this island, there is no proper clothing at all. So it's, um, you have to choose if you want to experience co-living you really have to go to that destination where the co-livings are but then there are like these islands like Lanzarote and uh, Fuerteventura and there is no co-living culture yet mm, mm. even even the co-works most of them they don't really have a places where you could have a call which is kind of essential so it's still at the beginning yeah yeah exactly um how do you how do you see the main difference like in terms of yeah, how, how are you creating community for yourself right now now that you are in this place that really doesn't deliver on that what are the, the maybe the tools that you've learned in the real co-livings that maybe you're trying to to implement uh in in your life now yeah um i think the biggest impact had the first co-living where i was staying which is uh mine co-living in tenerife um where we created i think really strong community and it was also because most of the people were staying long term so we were mm -hmm. basically there like in this like group of 20 people for i don't know five months half a year so the community that we have now is really strong and i can see still my friends going back so uh, i'm going to go there in two weeks and I know that I already have a friends there and kind of like a community so I feel like I'm going home <laughs> so maybe the secret is like a long long-term stay yeah and also for people who wants to have a base it makes sense if you like some place to stay longer and maybe just to do some research what are the possibilities what are the people living there um for example like this co-living thing here is not good but um if i would stay here a little bit longer uh i would definitely be part of like many communities because i'm not doing like like a salsa class a kite surfing class and this place is really like a, a place where a lot of expats are living so they are kind of really open mind and you can you can feel the vibe that like you can easily find a community here mm. just which is great so if i would stay here i don't know two months two months more yeah it, it did, i'm sure it would be like a home another home for me because i already have like some uh communities here i'm really like having a good time with them and uh i feel kind of sad that i will be leaving in two in two weeks so okay yeah that's a good a good transition actually you're mentioning that you you're going back to nine and that you're feeling a bit sad that you're leaving uh, everybody tends to see the digital nomad life as such a wonderful joyful uh, you know lifestyle but there's also some challenges and and always leaving always having to say goodbye um how do you kind of like handle that and and even when you create deep friendships knowing that all these people are also nomads so they might not be in the same place as you are like how do you maintain those relationships yeah that's a good question um i have kind of like a vision to the future that i don't want to live in prague anymore 
I just can't because <laughs> I just found out something better. Um, I'm sure that uh, I will probably want to live in uh, in Canary Islands, probably in Tenerife, I will see. So I'm I'm still in contact with the uh, with the people that I met in colivings in different colivings. Um, so and I kind of um, what I see is that this is still uh, kind of like a small bubble of people that are still meeting each other like in the Europe, in different places. Um, so I just want to like meet them somewhere else. Uh, maybe they recommend me like some uh, place where to go next. Um, so I hope that I will still see most of them. If they will not come back where I am, I will maybe visit them, you know, on the, on the way there. And yeah, I still I just want to be in, in contact with them because uh, we had like really nice time and uh, we have uh, memories together. We mm. also had, it was, it was two weeks ago, we also had a Zoom call with uh, people from uh, Swiss Escape and it was really nice because some of them were in London and I was in Fuerteventura, so we were having dinner together uh, on a Zoom call which was really so nice. nice. <laughs> so yeah, but like we are still following each other on Instagram so I can like see where they are traveling. Some of them also, which is cool, uh, they are sharing a live location in between, between each other. So when you open uh, Google map, you can see where your friends are. Oh, which is, wow. which is like super cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Did you have any maybe preconceived ideas around co-living and the idea of sharing uh, so much with, with strangers uh, effectively? Or were you kind of like, no, that sounds cool. That's my thing <laughs> right away. Yeah. Well, I was an Erasmus student. Mm. So the thing the first thing that I thought is, is like, oh my God, it's so awesome. There is something like Erasmus for adults <laughs> that are not studying, but that are working. And, and then I saw the pictures on Instagram and they were like pictures of people eating together, doing yoga together. And I was so excited. And I actually was telling my friends in Prague that I'm, I'm going to do this uh, co-living thing. And at the end, I was not alone. So we were three girls that uh, were going to this co-living and they were also like super excited and they loved it so um, it's just I don't think people in in my country in Czech Republic knows about what co-living is um, once I put in a, in a group like if they would recommend me some co-living like in a Czech digital nomad Facebook group and they were sharing uh like some apartments of people but that they are looking for some housemates or mm. mates and it was okay so that's maybe they don't really know what it is <laughs> yeah yeah it's, not exactly the same yeah and what, what is um now that going back to the fact that yeah you you're a bit disappointed about where you are now in terms of like this like amenities or like services what would you say the most important for you when you when you come to a co-living what would be really the thing that you're looking for well 
<clears throat> I think it's maybe because of, of, of the work that I'm doing. I'm like focusing on user experience, which mm. comes a little bit to a customer experience. So I really care about uh, if the project or the owner of the co-living is doing it for the sake of co-living or for earning money. And I really hate the second option and you can uh, easily see it. Yeah. And then, then that's what makes me angry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I really appreciate uh, the co-livings that uh, are founded by ex-digital nomads who decided to have a base and who knows they are customers, who knows what is community about and they really care about mm. business there uh, or business. It's kind of like a lifestyle. I wouldn't say it's a business for them, but it, of course, it, it has to uh, work on the financial side. So, mm. yeah. So the values that are behind the yeah. people who made the colorings and maybe also the place, because the place has kind of like a big impact. I I would say. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bit of, a, of all of it, but yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The, the values are very important. And, uh, and then we go back to communication, right? It's a bit easy sometimes to fake your values online, but as soon as people arrive and step inside, they can quickly realize, I think, like, okay, this was, this was not real. Yeah, but I'm, I'm in a hotel that is a good example. They are really doing like a good marketing on the, on the social media, but yeah. yeah. Um, one topic that we talked about a little bit um, uh, when we exchanged messages before we, we recorded is um, the life after uh, co-living or community. <laughs> Uh, and I thought that was very interesting. I mean, uh, there's a few of my friends who are also talking about that. And I think you have the same. It's like when you've experienced such high uh, social engagement, social life, and you've met so many people and you've really, um, yeah, had, had months and years of having your friends next door. Uh, yeah, what is... How is it for you if you have periods sometimes when you're not in a co-living and maybe if you have a goal in the future to maybe settle down somewhere, how to handle that part? Because, I mean, it's, it's uh, I've said it on many episodes, it's been very, very difficult for me. So I'm very eager to learn from anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's actually a phase that I'm... Um, in now um, I was actually uh, settled down in Prague before this co-living experience because I kind of thought okay so this is it Prague is okay there, there's gonna be a lot of like work opportunities for me and I was not thinking about being digital nomad in a future I don't know why because I can do it easily with my uh, field yeah. I kind of thought okay this is it I will live here forever <laughs> so I was settled down but then uh, this co-living thing started and because I love traveling so I'm I'm on my 
road again. I don't have a base anymore. But after two years, maybe I feel kind of like a tired. So it would be nice to have a base. And so now, now I'm kind of like in this bubble where um, doesn't make sense for me to live like long-term in a co-living because like people are coming and going and you are tired maybe of uh, getting to know new people because you are more focused or someone who is staying long-term so you can uh, create this like strong relationship and make like real community and friends. Um, so I cannot stay in a co-living uh, long-term so it would make sense maybe to buy an apartment or to stay in in some uh, rent apartment and go to some co-work uh, which would be great if some co-work would be like really focused on a community and I would meet there like some expats living on that place or some nomads who are in the same situation like me but I don't know if this place exists for example, uh, in Tenerife, I don't know if it exists. I don't. I know that there is a strong community of like different colleagues. They are doing a lot of stuff together, but I'm not sure if uh, I would find a community outside of this colleague uh, community because mm. um, I will not be able to go to this colleague to this co-work because there is not enough uh, places for everyone. So I would have to go to some co-work that is in town and that is probably small, you know, just a typical normal co-work mm -hmm. where you might see like five people. So um, I'm, I'm actually planning to do some research when I'm there. What would it be like maybe to live um, three months in, in some apartment, not in a co-living, in some apartment, try different co-works and see if there is a community or if there is not community. Yeah, so I'm kind of like questioning what, what I'm gonna do next because I cannot live in a co-living forever, right? <laughs> and then there must be like more people who are having the same kind of issue like me. I don't know how to fight them, so. Yeah, so now I'm kind of like, a, I have like a lot of questions. In mm. my would, would, that's also something, I mean, I'm just thinking out loud now, but would um, somehow finding people similar to you and getting a house together, would that be something that you would be interested in? Or do you still feel like you would like to have your private, private place, but find community outside of that? Um, I, I actually experienced one thing that I really liked. It was in Las Palmas. Um, there was a co-work that is called uh, The House co-work, mm -hmm. I think. It was in, in the old part of Las Palmas and the people who were working in the co-work, uh, they were usually staying in Airbnb apartments or they were living together in apartments, but it was not co-living. The co-work was quite big. It was like three floors building. The founder was amazing. He was uh, also like a digital nomad and he just made the place so special because also he was kind of like a, a really fun guy and he liked to organize events for the people from co-work. Uh, he was really like community oriented. Mm. 
and I was there few few days just because uh, I had some free access and it was so amazing so I was thinking oh my god so I don't maybe need to be in a co-living there there would be enough just to have this co-work where that would be for like people who are living there maybe long term or also maybe mix of uh, long term and short term digital nomads Mm. Uh, this co-work was also quite big so there was working like 30 40 people Uh, every friday they had some um, they had some brunch that was like included in the price of the Mm. the co-work and then they had some like meetups they were doing some hikes together so it can actually work. It doesn't have to be co-living. Uh, just the co-work um, have to be quite like big and focus on on the expats uh, that are living on the islands, not only the digital nomads. And then it could be like a nice mix of people. And also maybe there will be some digital nomads who are there just for one month, and then they will maybe think, okay, so when I will look for a base this could be actually a good place because i mm. would have community here i wouldn't have to live in a co-living forever so this is kind of like a solution for me maybe in the future if if i will not find any co-work like this maybe i can create some but yeah this is this is basically what i'm afraid of that i will i will be in some apartment i will go to some small co-work that will be empty and mm where i'm gonna find the community right so this would be like a perfect perfect spot and in las palmas there is like a lot of people who are living them there like long term for example half a year so it was really working you could you could see that it was working and for me it was like a good example and i'm really happy that i saw it because i didn't realize that you can also create community around the the co-work I yeah. always thought it's just co-living. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see other other options. And I think <clears throat> what you seem to be describing is that the people who run that place, they also need to care about the lifestyle, not, about, not just about providing desks. But when you mention brunch and hikes and things, all the things that actually go beyond the work, right, but are so important for creating community, but also for people to have a better you know well-being and probably be better at their job as well so it kind of all comes together um that sounds lovely i would love to have that in london actually yeah i also experienced also um i just wanted to try uh, to stay in prague to live there like what what would it be like if i would go back from this uh, digital nomad life and if i would have a base in in mm. So I just wanted to have this uh, like testing period. So I rented the apartment in May in Prague and I went going, I was going to one co-work that was amazing. It was like a beautiful villa with nice garden, also a lot of people. So I just wanted to see how, how would I feel if I would go back to my old life with this like a new digital <laughs> nomad lifestyle. And the problem, that I saw is that my friends from Prague that I am still having there some friends from my uh, past life <laughs> so they were just too busy with their work so they um, 
didn't have much time to meet me for a coffee or we just had like a coffee or beer and then you know because they were just having like a normal uh occupation where they have to go to the office and commute yeah. and then they are tired so i barely saw my friends <laughs> even though we were living in the same city Mm. um in the in the co-work uh i saw that there are like some skill shares so i was like oh great so that's a that's a good way how to how to get to know people that are in the co-work but then i i went to one skill share and i was there the only one plus one guy instead of 10 people there was like uh, 10 people were supposed to go there but we were two at the end and mm. The Skillshare, I thought the Skillshare will be uh, from someone uh, who is like working in this co-work, but it was actually some guy from some coaching agency that was uh, just doing some workshop about your um, soft skills. And then they were at the end offering you like uh, like some uh, paid uh, consultation yeah so it was more like a promoting their services exactly, exactly. Yeah. so um so after one month in this uh, co-work i i didn't get to know anyone because there was basically everyone was uh, like kind of working you know they were not really speaking to everyone it was really anonymous uh so after after one my uh, one month in in prague I, I was feeling just so alone like it's so hard i just realized it's super hard to to find a community in a big city so the places uh, like on canary islands when there are the cities or the towns are smaller and the community is bigger it's also it's working much better and maybe also the mindset because when you have uh, people in prague that they have like their own life uh, lives and families and they don't have time and they're like busy they don't want to meet new people because they have friends there so it's just also the mindset of, of the people they are not looking for a community so yeah yeah i i really relate to what you're saying i i think it's really hard in big cities and it's really hard in to kind of like, I guess as an adult to try and like get into people's life in a non-weird way, right? It's just like, uh, how do you make friends when you don't go to the office, when you don't uh, go to school, when, when you're basically entering people's life when they're already in their 30s, they already have their friends, they, um, they don't have the same schedule. So yeah, the, 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 the it's tough <laughs> and uh, it's but then again every person I talk to in London or who's been in London have always said oh yeah it's a lonely place I was also lonely so I'm like okay we're all lonely but we can't seem to <laughs> to meet somehow so you, you've mentioned a couple of times uh, numbers the number of people uh, it seems to be important like is, is there a specific number for you that you think makes a community like really good well i think um i remember i also have <laughs> to mention i read your book uh, you know that of course and i remember interesting thing you were mentioning that uh like the number 
of real friends or people that are like close to you is five and then there is like a 10 friends that are not for example that cause i think it's based on some story or so yeah it's dunbar's number theory yeah yeah theory some research yeah so i think that was five friends that was exactly what i had in prague but they're like if uh, four of them are busy you have basically just one <laughs> and um i i think the community uh that that is around like the co-livings that are really really good and then i really enjoyed it's uh, usually like 10 to 15 people um which is maybe like a good number when you get to know each other more if there is more like 15 to 30 then uh, then they are kind of like uh, not all of not all of them uh, are like maybe good friends or you you don't know them that that much uh, maybe it it's different when you are uh, expat and you are living in in a community of this uh, people who are like open mind and uh, who wants to be like uh, who wants to do some stuff like uh, i don't know hiking this kind of style things like activities and skill sharing i don't uh, have this experience yet so it depends yeah i think like the the ideal number is maybe like 15 that would be great for for me as a community but yeah yeah but i think it's okay like if you if you will live in a place where you will have at least like five good friends it's it's yeah. enough yeah man if you're lucky to have good five good friends around that's that's lovely yeah is there anything that you 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 wish that we would have uh, talked about uh that we haven't yet i'm just wondering like what would be the solution for yeah. who are looking for for uh, some place where they could have a base i think uh what we are struggling with is that we don't have enough uh, information about the places that are absolutely are good uh, we don't know if there is a community or not um, yeah it's, it would be great for example i imagine it like i i open some website that there will be like some uh, communities uh for like digital nomads who decided to have a base and i will see a map of uh, places where there is community or that i could join maybe like to see their whatsapp group or maybe like mm -hmm. facebook group and i could see like what uh, activities they are doing so that would be great so i would feel like that sounds awesome i'm just gonna go there maybe try and if i will like it i will settle down here so yeah that, i really that like that like, that would be like the ideal solution for for my case now I really, really like that. And I'm sure a few of my friends would love that idea too. Um, to have some kind of, yeah. To, I think it would be a nice thing if like every digital nomad around would do a little bit of research, you know, and then and on that map, they could pin, you know, potential places. And uh, like you mentioned, um, Las Palmas uh, co-working space, and that could be very interesting for some people. So um, I think there's a lot of, potential here and a lot of like things that could be done i think it's just about 
um, gathering the people and then, then gathering the forces, you know, bring bring the, the strength in, in numbers, right? So like finding more people who are in this in this period of life where they have done the digital nomad, they have experienced co-living, and now they feel like maybe they want to slow down a bit, which doesn't mean like, you know, stay in one place forever, but still kind of want to feel a bit more settled. Mm-hmm. And, and if we find these people, it's about, yeah, gathering information and, and yeah, in one place, that's always the, the problem. <laughs> yeah, I think there would have to be like some online project because yeah. that's how you are finding these co-livings and these Absolutely. places. So first online and then offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's also about saving it from... It would have to be, and that's what we touched upon earlier, is it would have to be based on passion and values, right? People doing it for their love of it and not someone kind of trying to sell their space. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, uh, there is no like profit behind yeah. these communities. So this is really like uh, for people who, who are having these needs of the community and also the others who just want to um find uh more people like them so this is mm. really like a meetup group mm-hmm. <laughs> for yeah I mean, maybe this is the start you know like this is kind of like a message in a bubble if anyone's listening and interested uh also to reach out but i think we should start a little conversation around that with the people around us that we know are interested um i'm sure you know a lot of people and i know a few people actually for some reason mostly in portugal who are really trying to create like villages like that um awesome yeah let's uh, let's definitely book another call maybe not a recorded one but (laughs) another call (laughs) to 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 dive deeper into that topic because i think yeah it's very very much needed um I think, yeah, I, I'm going to ask you the, the question I love to ask. <laughs> My favorite question is uh, what, what makes a home for you? Um, people. Because <laughs> I'm not like, I don't have any material things. So it's not, it's, it's not a building. It's not a sofa. It's not material thing. It's, mm. it's, uh, it's people. It's the community. Love it. Simple, to the point. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you so much, Denisa. Thank you so much for making it to the end. You'll find more information about my guest in the description of the episode. If you want to share your own experience or know someone who should, do reach out. I'm always looking for new stories.